great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, the podcast of talk culture where everyone has a story. I'm your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. My guest this week, you've seen him as Tom Diaz as Disney Stuck in the Middle, Carl on How You Met Mother, and a few other shows, Joe Neves. Joe, welcome to the cave. Thank you very much, uh, Elias. I'm sorry. Thank you very much, Elias. Uh, great to be on. Thank you for having me. What's, uh, what's new with you, man? What's going on? Well, just finished uh, wrapping season three uh, and the series. It's stuck in the middle uh, a couple of months ago, so I've been spending a lot of time at home for the past couple of months this summer, uh, being a dad with my two-year-old and my four-year-old. Uh, so that's been the most difficult job I've ever had. I can't wait to get on another show <laughs> to make it a little easier. Yeah. But uh, it's been nice to spend the time with them, yeah. So uh, I want the listeners to get to know a little bit about you. Um, so where are you, uh, where are you originally from? I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, and I moved out to Los Angeles when I was 21 years old, um, and I've been here ever since. Uh, yeah, grew up in New York, uh, a little uh, middle-class neighborhood. My dad's a retired firefighter. Um, grew up with a bunch of, you know, just blue-collar guys, um, different melting cultures, uh, you know, white friends, black friends, Puerto Rican friends, Italian friends, Irish friends, Jewish friends, everything. So yeah. it was wonderful growing up there. Uh, and been loving Los Angeles. Couldn't stand the winters in New York, so I was glad to get out of there at the time. And yeah. uh, it's been a, it's been a great ride. Yeah. What uh, as a kid, what were you into? Uh, you know, I was always I was always an athletic kid. Um, I, I played a lot of baseball, played a lot of football. Um, and my first dream was to be a pro football player. Uh, I should have realized that wasn't going to happen sooner. I went to Fairleigh Dickinson University in New Jersey, which is a Division three team. Uh, played over there for a year. Before I realized, uh, you know, that it wasn't just heart and passion wasn't going to get me to the pros from a Division three college, um, especially one that was I think we were two and seven in the, my freshman year before <laughs> I left. Um, but and the guys were just too big and, and too strong, and, and they would, you know, I wasn't willing to do the steroid stuff. Yeah. So um, I couldn't couldn't uh, stand out there. But uh, I, I loved playing football, and then I, I happened to get on stage. I took an acting class. Um, I did some plays in high school uh, because uh, I went to an all boys uh, Catholic high school in, in Brooklyn, and um, to, to you know to do stuff with with sister schools to, to meet girls. I did plays, and and uh, I went got on stage in college, and kind of got that same feeling that I got on the football field when I was on stage. I kind of got that rush, and I said, you know what, if if, if I'm not going to be a pro athlete, this might be something that that could give me the same kind of, could have the same kind of love for. Yeah. Uh, and I've I chased it ever since. Yeah. What, uh, what position did you play in football? Uh, I was, I was a better tight end. I should have played tight end in college. I, 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 I wound up playing outside linebacker in college. Um, I was a, like a pass rush specialist. I was about six two two thirty at the time. Um, so I played defensive end outside linebacker and I just was a pass rush specialist, but I, I had great hands. Um, but you know, I wasn't big enough or, or, or fast enough to be receiver or a tight end really. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you uh, do you enjoy watching football now? Who do you root for? I do enjoy watching football. Uh, you know, if I if I tell you who I root for, because I think I noticed the pictures. Yeah, I vote uh, I root for the New York Jets. Okay. <laughs> I think I did. I notice you're a Patriots fan. Yeah, yeah. You're calling in. <laughs> you're calling in in Massachusetts. So yeah, um, huge, huge Patriots fans. I know we've had a good run. You know, I know it's ending soon. 
a good run, man, there's been nothing like it ever. It's been unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. it's been unbelievable. I think 20 years almost. Almost, I'm, I'm just yeah, almost, yeah. yeah. I think, that the Jets aren't even. You guys can't even. No, nobody's like your your enemy anymore. It's just the Patriots by themselves. I know. I know. Everybody hates the Patriots. It used to be everybody hates Dallas. Now it's everybody hates the Patriots. Yep. They're like the Yankees of football, yeah. 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 Uh, what about for baseball? What, what position did you play? I'm a huge baseball fan, too. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I started out as a catcher. Um, I got, my shoulder got screwed up when I was younger somehow, so so uh, my arm got, I, I just couldn't make those throws anymore. I loved playing catcher. I loved being physical back there. Um, you know, I loved calling a game, but I, I just couldn't throw anymore, so I got moved over to first base. Uh, but, you know, my swing just was, I, I, I wasn't good enough in baseball. I just either struck out or hit it long. That was it. Uh, but, yeah, football is my better sport. Uh, Mets or Yankees fan? You know what? It's it's a long story. I, I was an Astros fan growing up because okay. I started like in baseball in 1980, um, and that's when my my brother was older than me. He was already a Yankee fan. The Mets were garbage at that time, um, and the Astros were in the playoffs with the Phillies in 1980, and they had those awesome uniforms. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, so I became an Astro fan, yeah. and I've been an Astro fan ever since. But since I moved to LA, I, I cheer for the Astros, I cheer for the Mets, Yankees, and, and now I've, I've adopted adopted the Dodgers, which I'm allowed to because I'm from Brooklyn, and so are they. So there you go. So yeah. uh, so uh, when you went, when you finished college, like did you take uh, acting classes while you were in college, or did you go take something else after that? So I took an acting class in college. Now I dropped out of college. Okay. Um, and I, I was a terrible student. I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't focus on that kind of stuff. I was just too immature at the time. Um, so I dropped out of college, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I went home, stayed with my dad. Um, I, I, I started selling vacuums door to door. Did a bunch of weird jobs like that until eventually my brother had moved out to LA to be a writer, and I came out to visit him one summer when I was 21 in 1995, and I just wound up staying out here. Yeah. Um, and taking an acting class, and and that was it. That's its history after that. How did you uh, like your parents uh, react to that when you told them you're going to move out to, you know, California for acting? Well, I'll tell you what. My mom passed away when I was uh, 17 years old from breast cancer. So so that w- was awful. But what it also did was it kind of gave it kind of gave me the the nerve to 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 get out of Brooklyn, where I think if my mom was alive, it would have been a lot more comfortable just to stay home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of gave me the good. The, the silver lining uh, was that I, I was, it kind of confused me, and I didn't know what I was going to do anymore. And I just decided I was I was independent enough with my mom gone to, to move out to L.A. And my dad was incredible. Has been incredibly supportive ever since. Um, always was. There was never a, there was never a moment where he wasn't supportive. I'm sure my mom would have been too. But again, if my mom was alive, I probably just would have been a, a top of a fireman. I, I had a nice life doing that. Yeah. Um, but it gave me, it just gave me the nerve to, to, to say, screw it. Let me, you know, let's short. Let me yeah. go try something. So when you moved to LA, uh, what was the first gig that you land? My first good gig now, well, first, uh, first, first funny gig I had was, uh, I was a series regular on a show that no one will ever know called, called, uh, nothing but a woman. Um, the Blackberry Inn. it was on BET. And I was like the token Latino. I was like, I always had my shirt off. <laughs> it was one season of like this weird, over-the-top comedy on on BET. Um, but my first big, big, big job was guest starring on uh, on NYPD Blue. With uh, I had a really nice couple of scenes with Dennis Franz and Rick Schroeder, and that was that was like everything to me because that was the show, one of the shows that I was like, oh my god, I want to be an actor, I want to be on that show. 
Um, and I wound up doing uh, five episodes of NYPD Blue, uh, playing different characters. So I was on once a year. They don't do that anymore on shows, but it used to be, if a show liked you, they would have you on every year as a different character. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they don't do that anymore. But back then they did. So uh, I actually think I may have played more characters than anybody else in the history of NYPD Blue is a nice little trivia question. Uh, but I did five different characters in NYPD Blue. And that was, that was super exciting for me to work with those guys and to see, you know, Dennis Franz and Rick Schroeder. You know, Rick obviously had a huge career when he was a kid, but then he had a, a you know, a, there was a period of time where he wasn't working very much at all. And Dennis was, you know, Dennis was a, a guy, one of those workhorses and just was a freelance guy. who was just on every show, just guest on it everywhere. And because he's a character guy, he never really landed that lead role until NYPD Blue. So these are two guys that struggled and they knew what it was like to struggle. So when they got their job on NYPD Blue, you could tell that they appreciated it. And they knew how to act around other actors. They knew how to act around crew. They treated people well. They, they, that was my first insight into seeing, oh, this is, if I ever get to where they are, um, I need to treat people the way they treat people. I need to create that set because the way Dennis Franz and Rich Schroeder were, that was the way the rest of the set was as well. Yeah. And it goes the opposite way when you have a jerk to lead on a show, you know, nobody wants to be there and nobody's happy. Yeah. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Did I, I read this online. Did you also have a few different roles on 24? I did. I did two different roles on 24, yeah. 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 I was on season one. I played uh, one of the kids who, who tries to mug Dennis Haysbert in the parking lot. and Him being Dennis Haysbert was able to, I think he actually caught the bat that we swung at him. It was like something ridiculous like that. Yeah, but, uh, and set and set us right. And then uh, later on, uh, towards the end, uh, I had a great little great little part as a, a police officer who yeah. uh, gets held hostage um, with his wife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two parts on that show too. So, so throughout your career, you know, you played bad guys, cops, and bartenders. And, yeah, and then you went to right. play, then you played a dad on Stuck That's in the right. Middle. So, how did you yeah. uh, tell? First, tell us about the audition of that for that. So you bring up some very good uh, points that I talk about a lot. How how I've always it's always cops and bad guys for me. Um, blue collar uh, bad guys, uh, blue collar guys. My whole career, and I got the bartender, same kind of thing, blue collar. So then, you know, I get married, and my wife gets pregnant, and I get a Disney show as a dad. So it, it's perfect. Um, it's it's something I was never, you know, I did How I Met Your Mother obviously was a sitcom, so I got to do some funny stuff there. But the Disney dad kind of thing was never something I saw myself as. But getting that at the time I had kids was perfect. I couldn't have asked for a better job for it. The audition was pretty – the audition for those kind of things, um, especially with Disney, Disney takes great care in, in who they hire. Um, they do a lot of vetting. They do a lot of they, – they see everybody they can. They want to get it perfect. More, more than anybody – more than any show I've ever auditioned for, I feel like Disney does that. Um, even after they like you, they're like, you know what? We like you and it's probably going to be you, but we're still going to look at some other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's pretty, it's pretty, um, it's pretty strenuous that, that, uh, that, that, uh, the way they do things over there, but you know, they don't know what they're doing. They do it right. The, the yeah. machine that works over there at Disney. So we, you know, I had one audition, uh, and then I went back in with two other dudes and three, uh, ladies to audition for my wife. And they just mixed and matched the three guys and the three girls. Um, mixed and matched us all together. We met Jenna Ortega over there, who plays plays uh, Harley, the lead on the show. She's wonderful, um, and she read with us. We read with each other, um, and then we came back in and read with the kids that they were going to hire. And it was like you know three or four auditions um, for the you know. And Disney does it old school. When you go in for the callback, 
for the test for Disney, you're, you're in a room with about 15 people, uh, 15, 20 people in there watching you. you know, all the executives, all the cast people, producers, um, and a lot, a lot of shows don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, for example, I did a show called uh, called Crime Suspect uh, a few years back, and, and I had one audition for Peter Berg on tape. It was just him, uh, Linda Lowe, the casting director, and, and a videotape, and and uh, they called me back and said, you, you got the part, you're regular on the show. Um, after one audition, they got, cause I just Peter Berg, just, you know, if you see something, that he, he's the kind of guy who's just like, oh, that's the guy. Yeah. Um, and he's big enough to where the network will be like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with Disney, they they make you go through rings, and I understand. Yeah. I understand. They know what they're doing there. Now, I mean, uh, how old are your kids? Uh, two and four. Okay, two I have a four. I have a three year old and a ten month old boy. That's what I was asking. Uh, oh, excellent, excellent. So, so we're probably around the same age. I'm forty one. Um, forty five. Yeah. yeah. So, how similar is your character to your to, to you, pretty much in real life? Sim- it is similar, and it's it, it's it's funny because I learned stuff. From my fictitious character, you know, on the show I have seven kids, and it's it's madness over there. What that taught me was was that things are never going to be perfect. You know, we all want to be perfect dads. We all want to be the best dads. We, yeah. You know, one thing goes wrong, we think we destroyed our child's life forever. <laughs> we think we traumatized them forever. Yeah. We didn't have any vitalization. We promised to be vitalization. Um, but but it taught me that character in that show taught me that things go wrong. Things always go wrong, you know. As long as you're always trying to be your best, as long as everybody loves each other and we're all trying to help each other, people are gonna mess up. The kids are gonna mess up. We're gonna mess up. Just don't, don't make it. Don't make too big a deal out of it for them or for you because things, you know, as long as we love each other, things are gonna be okay. Yeah. We can't beat ourselves up about that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, besides that, it's it's you know I was cast as Tom for a reason. You know, you cast in parts for a reason. So I, I'm 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 sure I have a lot similar to him, and I'm sure I brought a lot similar to myself to him uh you know me and tom i, I guess we could say you know we're both I'd, I'd like to think we're both good dads who try our best uh we're both happy-go-lucky guys that people people seem to want to be around and i think uh um we we're a little little goofy um but when things uh when things go wrong they're there for their family you know and they can yeah. they can get strong when they have to yeah what kind of advice do you give somebody out there that's going to be a dad? Like, my brother is about to be a dad, and, you know, he thinks it's going to be, like, easy. And I'm trying to tell him, like, things are not easy. Oh, it's like, you're in yeah. trouble. <laughs> Trust me, you're in trouble. Yeah. The, yeah, the biggest advice, advice is don't think it's going to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, also, also, you know what I'm learning right now, especially with my two-year-old, because now that I have my four-year-old, I have a uh, four-year-old's a girl, two-year-old's a boy. Uh, he'll be three in, in, a, in a month. Um, but what I've noticed now, even with that, difference in age like Adelaide my daughter like when I pick her up and hold her it's she's a kid now she's yeah. not a baby or, or even a toddler anymore now she's a kid um with Rocco who's my two-year-old he he he's still kind of he's still kind of a baby like he'll still cuddle with me a little more he's still got still got that baby fat a little bit um and he's he's at that point where soon he's going to be a kid too you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's a little sad. It's a little sad. Um, so what I what I would say is, no matter what, man, no matter what, what whatever you're doing, you're never too busy. You're never too busy when when your kid says, "Want to play with me?" When your kid says, "Pick me up," yep. you you got to do it. I you got to do it, man. Because that's not gonna it's not gonna be forever. By any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I was trying to explain to my brother. You think you have a schedule when you have kids? You your schedule is around them. Yeah, there's no life. It's their life. Yep. It's their life now, yeah. Yep. Do you enjoy playing the dad role more on TV or a villain? Um, gosh. 
Man, you know, I, I just love working, but if I had to, like, if I had to pick a dream role, what I, you know, who doesn't want to be, who doesn't want to be Sonny Corleone, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, ultimately I see myself, ultimately I see myself, you know, on a, I'm perfect to be on a cop show again. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's where I fit in. Well, um, most obviously I should say fit in most obviously is on, is on a cop show. Um, but you know, I did a movie called West End a couple of years ago where I got to play a similar character to Sonny where it was a, it was a mob movie in Jersey and uh, I got to be a real, you know, yeah. nasty, nasty man with a smile on my face. <laughs> um, and that was fun. And that was fun, especially cause I'm, you know, I'm now, now I've got three, three years of playing uh, the good guy, you know, the good dad on a Disney show, which is wonderful, but you always want to mix it up. And I'm sure if I played a bad guy for three years, I'd be longing to play a, a dad on a Disney show again. You know what I mean? Yeah. How fun was it being on, you know, on How I Met Your Mother in, you know, for how many years? Was it eight years? The show was It was on? nine years. Nine yeah, that years, show was nine yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was on the pilot episode and I was on the last episode. Um, and, and a bunch of, you know, obviously a bunch of between, but it was nice to see the whole, the change from, from the beginning to the end. It's, it was a great show. It was a great show. It was great people. Um, again, similar to NYPD Blue, you had a bunch of people who made it a really nice place to work. Yeah. Um, Pamela Fryman and Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. She, Pam was the director uh, of almost every episode, and Carter and Craig uh, created it. Just made this wonderful, wonderful environment and hired hired people they liked. You could tell, and everybody just had a good time over there. And the actors obviously were amazing. You know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't say enough good things about any of the people on that show. And the one that blew me away the most was Neil. And he would just—it seemed like he would go above and beyond to make people comfortable. Um, and I, I have a couple of stories. Like uh, I went to, to this little restaurant, uh, on sunset Boulevard with my, with my wife and a couple of friends, there's about six of us. We noticed Neil and his, and his boyfriend, husband now, boyfriend at the time, uh, David at, at, at a table. And, um, somebody said, Oh, look, there's, there's Neil. He'd go say hello. And I'm like, no, leave him alone. He's, you know, it's him and his boyfriend. They're having dinner. I'd leave him alone. And then five minutes later, he walks over to my table. He's like, Hey Joe, how's it going? Good to see you. And I, you know, it was just something I wouldn't expect. Um, and then my, my cousin went to see him do Hedwig and the Angry Inch on Broadway and waited for him backstage afterwards and said, Hey, Neil, I'm Joni Evis's cousin. And he said, Oh, Joe, tell Joe, uh, congratulations on the baby girl. How I met your mother had been over. I have no idea how he knew that I had a baby girl, <laughs> but it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. You just, you can tell he's just a good, good, good dude. Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene that you're in, in How I Met Your Mother? Um... Yeah, you know, I just, the, you know what, the one people talk to me most about, and probably the the, the, the silliest and fun, most fun one was probably the vampire. I don't know if you remember the, the episode where they thought I was a vampire. Oh, where Ted thought uh, you were a vampire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. good. And Ted gets drunk, and, and I, I think I take the keys away from him, and I write my number on his arm yeah. in case he gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he thinks I'm a vampire. <laughs> and we actually shot an alternate ending to that episode where I was a vampire, <laughs> and we didn't use that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was probably my favorite one. Yeah. So, you know, I assume you were a fan of the show. What did you think of the ending? Of How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Oh, man. You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no comment that one. Okay. I'm going to no comment that one. <laughs> I, know a lot, I know some people were, you know, like, were upset. You know, my wife was one of them. She was upset the way it ended. That's why I figured I would ask. 
You know, I, I understand why. I understand why. Uh, I also understand that it's almost impossible. I think we've learned to have a good ending for a TV show. Yeah. Um, for a show that, like, that, that, an iconic show like that, like it's like you know, look at The Sopranos. Look exactly. At, look at uh, yeah, it's it's hard to end those things, and you want to make it special, and you want to make it different, and you want to make it surprising. So I understand that. Um, so. Uh, <sighs> You know, they created such a great show. Of all these shows, they created such great shows for a long time. It's hard to, to just say, oh, the ending. Yeah. Brr. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, what do you think has been your biggest achievement so far in, uh, in the acting world? Um, you know, honestly, my biggest achievement is, is that I moved out here in 1995, and I've been so fortunate to, to just, you know... I, I didn't come out here to be a movie star. I came out here just to be an actor, and I love acting, and I just want to work. I just want to... I, I, I couldn't be happier than I am just being like a... Just like a, a guy who's on things that people don't always recognize when yeah. they see me. I can still have a life outside, and I work consistently, and I get to work with good people, and I get to work on good shows. Um, and I've just been fortunate enough to, to work for 25 years. I think out here, that's, that's very, very, very rare. You know, I've been able to maintain health insurance for 25 exactly. years with the union, and that's insane. Yeah. You know, if I look back, I, you know, it's, I couldn't be happier about that. Um, you know, in the future, I'd like to, you know, maybe, you know, there's some people I want to, if, if I could work with some, you know, some guys like Darren Aronofsky or, you know, Martin Scorsese or people like that, you know, that would be wonderful. Yeah. But um, if I keep doing what I'm doing, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll die with a smile on my face. What's the best advice you received from somebody in the acting world? Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. You know what? There's, there's, um, one of my teachers, uh, said to me, um, he said, when people ask me if they should be an actor, I always tell them no, because if somebody telling you no could stop you from being an actor, then you shouldn't be an actor. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it, you gotta do it. Yeah. If, 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 if it's something you have to do, then do it. If it's not something you have to do, then don't, because it's, you know, it's a lot of struggle, and it's it's you got to love it. You really have to love it. And I teach acting classes out here, and sometimes I want to tell people, just you know what, just don't you, you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing this. It's not it's not in you. It's not in you um, because you got to you got to. When I was twenty one years old to twenty seven years old or whatever, all I wanted to do was talk about acting. That's all I wanted to do. And I surrounded my friends with surrounded myself with friends that were like minded. You know, we talk about movies, we talk about plays, we we. We'd act out scenes. We'd go see. We'd go see movies. That, that was our life. That was all we did. You know, we breathed, eat, sleep, acting. That was it. And if if that's not you, then I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, if I already asked you this, but uh, if if you were, you already said if you weren't an actor, you probably you probably would have been a firefighter. Uh yeah, fireman, uh, police officer, fireman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what do you think is the hardest role that you've played so far in your career? The hardest? Yeah. You know, it was it was because because of the nature of the show. It was it was this last one. It was uh, stuck in the middle. You yeah. know, getting used to to this type of show, uh, to to a family show, um, a, you know, a big comedy. Um, I, I had, again, how I mentioned it was a different kind of sitcom. This this was like a you know this is a sitcom with with, with big looks and and big moves and big faces, yeah. <laughs> and that was different for me. I, I hadn't been used to that. Um, so that was probably, this is probably, I just can't use this type of acting. It's a little different than the stuff I've done in the past. Um, 
and you get self-conscious as an actor sometimes. You, 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 we're, we're very hard on ourselves, and you want to do things perfectly. And I knew that I wasn't as familiar with this type of stuff, and it kind of, it kind of was in the back of my head for the first season, uh, maybe half, first half of the first season. Just uh, I was a little hard on myself, and I wanted to do a, a better job. But um, I think I got the hang of it after that. Do you think uh, was Tom Diaz your favorite character that you uh, performed? Um. Yeah, you know, I did him so much. I did him so much. I'm definitely closest to him than anybody else. But again, that the, the the that last uh, mob movie I did, I was I was pretty uh, pretty happy being uh, Buddy Butchelato. Buddy Butchelato also that was his name. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> so what's a what's a fun fact about you that you want the listeners to know? Um. Well, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm an addicted runner. Uh, I need to run to not be stressed out. I need to run every day at least three miles um, just to get get my head straight. Uh, so I need that. I'm, I have to have my running. Um, other things, let's see, something sillier. Uh, I I love board games. I met my wife at a board game night. Okay. Um, I what's love you, trivia games. What's your favorite a little board bit game? Of a nerd. We, you know what? When I the, the story with me and my wife tell, we were both. She was there with another dude, and I was there by myself with a bunch of mutual friends at a board game night, and we were playing taboo. Okay. And we were both really good at it, and it kind of was like that kind of, you know, but turned me on to her. It's like, oh, she's pretty good at taboo. But she was the same way. Um, but taboo, yeah, and it was what we played. And Battle Trooper Pursuit, um, Have you know, you, stuff like that. Yeah. What's, have you, the one way you have you tried have you tried to play board games with your kids yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know Candyland. You know yeah. Candyland is the one we go to, but uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for Risk. I can't wait. You're old enough to know to remember this, but did you play Stratomatic? What was it called? Stratomatic baseball, football, any of that? No, were those, were those the card? Oh, were those the flip card games or no? Stratomatic had cards, uh, not flip cards, but it had cards. You roll the dice. Okay. And they would come out with different cards every year for each play, depending on how you did uh, the previous season. Um, but yeah, I can't, we used to, me and my buddies used to get together and play full seasons every year, and I, I can always play that with my son, or daughter, or daughter, whichever one wants to play. Uh, do you have any upcoming projects that you want to tell us about? Um, nothing, nothing right now. Nothing right now, just, uh, you know, two months off, and I'm auditioning for a bunch of stuff, uh, hopeful about a bunch of stuff, but, uh, yeah, not that I th- nothing I can think of, yeah. nothing I can think of, yeah. Do yeah. you, do you, uh, do you hope maybe you can get something like on you know, Netflix or Hulu where it's a short season, so it's less work? You know, it's really nothing anything interesting. Anything interesting. I've had a couple of nice, you know, I had a couple of nice opportunities. Uh, uh, the Netflix stuff is, is very, the Netflix, I had, I had some uh, some for Hulu, a couple of additions to some new Hulu shows, and you read those scripts and you get pretty excited about the stuff that's coming on TV, that's already on TV, and stuff that will be on TV. Like some dream jobs for me right now, I would love to be on Handmaid's Tale. I would love to be on Handmaid's Tale. I'd love to be on, on Marvelous Miss Maisel. There's just so many good things on TV right now. Yeah. What's one of your uh, favorite? Better Call Saul. What's one of your favorite uh, shows right now that you enjoy watching? Well, that's Better Call Saul, Handmaid's okay. Tale. Uh, I love Thrones. Here's a fun fact about me: I auditioned to play. Um, do you watch Game of Thrones or no? I do not, and people give me a hard time okay. about that. That's all right. Well, your listeners will know the character. I, I auditioned, and they won't they'll, they'll laugh when they hear that I auditioned for. I auditioned to play uh, Cal Drogo. Uh, who was, you know, Jason Momoa, who ended up playing the part. Wow. But, uh, and he's perfect for it, and he's a monster. He's, he's huge. <laughs> and, uh, but I auditioned to play that part, uh, which was kind of fun. Yeah. All right, and lastly, how can the listeners find you on social media? 
Oh, great. Uh, so I'm Joe P. Nieves uh, on both Instagram and Twitter at Joe P. Nieves. All right. Yeah, I want to thank you for coming out. This was fun. My pleasure, Elias. Thanks for having me.